0: What are fun names for sex toys? How do you handle being non-monogamous? Also, what is a monopoly? Why is gender representation and sex so damn tricky? This is basically life, looking at queer sex, love, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga.
1: Hi, my name is Zianzio Jacobs, and I'm a queer activist, innovator, and explainer.
0: Okay, that's Anzio, pronouns they, them. This one loves serving heels on panels and serving poetry during dialogues. Other than being an androgynous is trendsetter since 2009 they have founded several lgbtqia plus projects including a university endorsed student pride parade the safe zones project at vits the kaleidoscope youth network in south africa and the gala youth forum at the gay and lesbian memory in action aka gala basically they're doing it for the queers you got to do it for the youths folks They co-founded and run the amazing, amazing Scope facilitation and highlights from their published work include a paper on the Safe Zones Project in South Africa, as well as a chapter regarding Fees Must Fall in a book titled Rioting and Writing, Diaries of a Vitz Fallist. Okay, that is quite a bio. You really must check out that book as well. So, Anzio, Anzio, I'm so excited to have you here. Are you good, my baby?
1: What's up, Tiff? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> the world, like, what happened? Covid happened, and then, and the world did its things, and we're out here trying to reimagine life, redo things, Babes. trying to be people that are indoors. I, it was never my life before, and now it is, and it's, it's just. Uh, it's an entirely new world. I don't think that we've ever worked in this way. I don't... Do you know, I, I I really need to say that my sexuality is a different kind of sexuality. I had to relearn sexuality.
0: What do you mean you had to relearn sexuality? That, you know, that nicely segues into... What, what do you mean? Because, like, I'm here to, uh, about to ask you about, you know, <laughs> this super gender fluid and how's that with your... What do you mean you had to relearn sexuality?
1: So, I mean, it was this thing of, you know, before... I, obviously i'm now in a in a longer term relationship oh my gosh can you speak on things. that you
0: you got are we allowed to say where you're yeah, at yeah. you got you engaged engage engaged you are imagine. you are occupied as one man once asked one of my friends at the beach I, are you occupied apparently you are I mean, now. I'm occupied. heavily
1: occupied you're
0: heavily occupied um,
1: <laughs> and it's been so so i mean i need to backtrack a bit here so I never thought that I would get to a point in my life where I would be engaged. Mm-hmm. I, I was engaged a long time ago. And then after that, I was like, this is never going to be me again. And then I met my partner and we clicked on so many levels mm-hmm. that I was like, you get me in a way that I feel like I'm comfortable to do this. You like,
0: know? Okay, so how long did you date before you got engaged?
1: We dated, I think it was just over a year oh look at you, being a, you, you know? being a lesbian you <laughs> know you know and this is what people were telling me people were like wait what did you you just met and I was like no you know because I've heard I've heard lesbians especially say mm-hmm. oh no th- this is the one yeah and then six months down the line yeah this is a new one and then six <laughs> months after that this is this is the new one and please one, know, you know
0: Honey has lived with all of them yes lived yes. with yes two weeks in yes 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 you kissed your
1: head sex you moved in <laughs> yes. same time finished <laughs> but I had to reimagine my sexuality and re- relearn my sexuality because I was now finally sharing a, a living space with my partner which mm-hmm. I I've never been a fan of doing so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I love sex I love sexuality I love I love the meeting of bodies, the meetings of minds, the meetings of souls, spirits. Let's meet, guys. Let's meet. (laughs) Let's Let's meet. meet.
0: Because you'd have, like, I remember when we we first started engaging in things, I think one of the first times you and I properly engaged was on a panel. And it was a panel about sex. And you were talking about how, you know, you love engaging with people. You love meeting new people. And even then, like, the more we got to know each other, like, the stories, you, your war stories, your <laughs> war stories. Like, like sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'm like, yeah, how have I aged out the game? So think, so now you're just figuring out what it's like to be, like, be, be with somebody else. So what is it like? What, what are you having to renegotiate exactly?
1: Well, I mean, I've got to renegotiate my the way i experienced my sexuality mm-hmm. because my sexuality was previously not tied to one person
0: oh so you so you were of the polyamorous non-monogamous crowd
1: yes uh-huh. but i was very adamant also that in this monogamous relationship that we were getting into mm-hmm. that we were going to um ourselves decide the parameters of that monogamy
0: okay okay because
1: i was okay. like I can't do this. I feel like I feel like monogamy is a trap, guys. Like I, <laughs>
0: it's, it's a I feel scum. like
1: it's a scam. It's Like a the proper, <laughs> the most proper scam. And then I find myself in this space where this person who is like just clicked gets me on so many levels. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but um I'm not sure about this non-monogamy thing. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you mean? And at that point we weren't engaged, we weren't doing anything. Um, and what ended up happening was that we had to negotiate how it was that we would do our monogamy. Okay. And because my partner has always been in monogamous relationships, uh, it was a completely new type of engagement for me because I was dealing with someone who had never thought about non-monogamy.
0: Like they'd never engage with it. Like it was always non monogamy was always about like if it was super casual or whatever. Yeah. So like so now you see that's a thing that I see a lot, like online and stuff, no, navigating how to have that conversation with your non with your monogamous partner, right? Uh-huh. So, you know, with, like, me and Zipu, we're, like, a monopoly. Apparently, that's what it's called. When one person is monogamous and the other is polyamorous, it's called a monopoly. That's what my oh. therapist told me. Wow. I was like, mind blown, I love right? love monopolies. Monopolies. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, one of the things that... um. A lot of people ask because it's actually very rare that you find two non-monogamous people together. Uh-huh. Like it's usually like somebody was a couple was monogamous and now one of the people is like, let's open up, or somebody like nine times out of ten you like you the way you did meet a monogamous person. So how do you have that conversation? Because a lot of people throw around advice, um, but what I've seen a lot of people do is bulldoze their other half. Yeah. into non-monogamy, because, you know, we're young, we're queer, we're, we're that generation that's like telling our parents, fuck you, what do you mean you're only going to see one penis and vagina for the rest <laughs> for the of your rest life? Of your so life. How, do you, how did you have that conversation? So, I mean, I, I think
1: what you're saying is quite important. Uh, it's so important that you don't bamboozle your partner into something that they don't want to do, or mm-hmm. partners for that matter. Um, I think that for me, One thing that I I advise people to do, and what I did myself, was that I played open cards from the get go. Okay. So we started seeing each other, and I was like, "This is not how I ordinarily engage relationships."
0: So when you guys started, y'all was monogamous. Well, no, like even
1: even before we got to the point of any sort, we didn't even have names for these things. We just started vibing, seeing each other a lot more regularly, Mm -hmm. and bam, we're living together.
0: Like Like lesbians. Like lesbians. Like lesbians. Which is also <laughs> fine I mean I've
1: got no issues with how lesbians do it But it was really like lesbians And then I thought to myself If I don't tell this person Oh wait
0: mm-hmm.
1: Here's the snack right So when my partner moved in with me at the time uh, It's because there's a very saucy background story Which I won't go into But we moved into the same space And I was living with my ex-partner Who I'm really good friends with
0: Oh you so, are a lesbian. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why do girls do messy shit like that? Like, but
1: it wasn't messy. Like, we wasn't were messy. going, it was so, it was the neatest thing I've done in a long time. Because <laughs> I, I introduced my ex to the idea of this person before they started to come and engage in our space. Mm-hmm. And it was all along the lines of I didn't think I would meet someone who I gelled so well with.
0: Mm. And
1: my ex and I had, had kind of um, built a friendship from our failed relationship. And we were chilled with that.
0: So wait so y'all regress. Like Yes, you, we regress. You regress. You were like, hey, okay. Because I'm we saying. did what queers
1: did. We met in a club, we were drunk, we're like,
0: Oh, this is so nice. It's Let's so do it. Nice. Let's do some more I like a face.
1: Yeah, and then we were like, <laughs> but wait, fam, like your family. You're not you're not a a sexual partner. You're my family. Yeah. And so it's kind of okay so that we've now had sex more than once, um, but this is not our reality, Ooh. and we love each other.
0: But we, so we're gonna—we're gonna, so not gonna, we're gonna backtrack re- because backtrack makes it sound like it's friendship is a lesser form. You you were yeah. you were you morphing your 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 engagement from like being lovers to being exactly. friends. Exactly. Ah. But what
1: I loved was that I got from my ex a wealth of support. And there was also this kind of screening Process that happened so my ex Was always with me on my phone Checking what the conversation was what does This person look like what, mm-hmm. is the, what are their Habits you know what are the types of things that they say And that was a really fun way Of engaging a new relationship With an ex partner who is really Close and intimate friend
0: mm-hmm. and, then, and who knows you both as a Lover and a yeah. friend because you know your friends Don't know you as a lover exactly. and you say Some things I know with me and my friends I'll say Some of the things I do in a relationship and they're like betrayed what hmm. and i'm like yeah you guys just don't know because you know we <laughs> homies but like sometimes i lose my eternal shit yeah Sibu- and they're like but how and i'm like because
1: so i mean what what ended up happening was it it, it happened really organically mm-hmm. um my my partner moved in mm-hmm. the three of us were sharing a living space wow. um and we were having dinner together and we were watching tv together and we were like kind of you know those afternoon calls were three-way hey what's for dinner tonight oh yeah i'm feeling for this oh i picked up a bottle of wine you know that type of vibe wow it became a really symbiotic relationship
0: that is so gorgeous and it just and it just worked out, and you kept flowing. And how long have you all lived together now?
1: So, so we lived together for a period of about uh, I think it was about five or six months, mm-hmm. and then my ex got a phenomenal job uh, down in Cape Town and moved out.
0: Oh. And
1: at the same time, my I was thinking of buying property, and I was looking at a place to move into, and. My current partner had was in the exact your, same your position fance, in My fiance. fiance.
0: Your fiance.
1: Um, yeah. It's very weird saying.
0: I know, right? It's a weird <laughs> thing to say. I
1: don't, don't like calling I,
0: this. Andy person is like locked aunts. in, guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm locked <laughs> in proper, but
1: fiance <laughs> just sure. sounds so fiance. like. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so we, at that point, we decided okay, we're going to move into his space. Mm-hmm. And it came with a lot because we needed to negotiate the parameters of what sharing a space meant. Mm-hmm. But we were doing it in practice already because we'd been living together for six months. So this was just kind of a more formalized living together.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then we got a fur baby and now we're doing You have things. a fur
0: baby? What type of fur baby is it?
1: Chin is a, a Yorkie, a medium-sized Yorkie. Oh! So it doesn't yap.
0: It it's doesn't matter. Like, it.
1: like, it's not that um, he's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we 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 vacillate between he, she, they because our dog is gender queer.
0: Oh. Um is
1: also a bit of a voyeur, which is weird. No, but I, uh,
0: you know, I, my people, because I'm own. I'm a voyeur. Like I keep asking my friends. So is anyone gonna let me watch them have sex? I once tried to orchestrate it at a conference. Just, it was the worst. I was not good at that. I was like. It's not a
1: real thing, though. I must tell you, as someone who was brought into a voyeur kind of space, mm-hmm. and and I was like, but wait, this means that I can't touch? Like what? Yeah, no, I you so... must just
0: sit and look. How, please? How does
1: that know? Uh-uh. No, I must be here, imagining great things and watching great things, and then I can't
0: engage. It's <laughs> just like, but why? Why am I here? So, <laughs> so you have a fur baby. Yeah. Wait, so now, I think one thing I wanted to ask you in. You know, now that y'all are sort of navigating the space, where are you at in your non in your monopoly? Where are you at? Like, what are you doing? Are you engaging in anything? Are you, like, is anything in practice? Like, where y'all at?
1: So, as I said earlier, I don't believe that someone should be bamboozled into doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for both of us, it's been a process that we've been walking through together really slowly, mm-hmm. um, where we are able to have, Conversations, but I don't rush those conversations. Okay. And, and when there's something that is alarming, something that is scary, something that is coming up that is not, it doesn't neatly fit the box, mm-hmm. we stop and we really take time to unpack it. <sighs> and it's something that I've never done before. Um, and it's something that I think is so important because I don't think enough couples, whether they're monopolies or not, uh, or, 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 you know, whatever the formation of those relationships are. I don't think that the space of relationships For many people Are such that They are conversations Yes And meaningful conversations, conversations And we fight Conversations
0: are so important Yeah, hey Now you gotta set that shit On I fire mean, sometimes yeah.
1: and We have to fight In order to Like to make sure That we have Really thrashed out An issue to the point That we are both comfortable And can move on mm-hmm. From that space And so We're increasingly now Able to talk about What would it look like If someone else Joined this Kind of relationship space mm-hmm. What would it look like if the relationship kind of featured less um kind of textbook monogamy Mm -hmm. um and what i'm really enjoying about that is that we're able to have these conversations and almost do like case studies with one another i'm like hey look at this person what do you think Mm -hmm. like is this the body type that you're into is this the type of sex that you want to have is this the type of person that you want to engage with and one of the things that i find most beautiful and where i think it's really me reimagining how I do relationships, um, sexual or otherwise, is that we're now, we're now considering this from two vantage points.
0: Ah, instead okay.
1: Instead of one. So and before
0: it was just you moving forward, being like, okay, that's what I want, that's not what I want, yeah. this is what I'm in the, But now it's like you have two, pers- two perspectives can be so tricky sometimes, though, hey? It can,
1: but what it's taught me is that, you know... I, i've historically rushed into sexual relationships because let's be honest i love me some sex you love i love me some, sex. Me some good sex mm. and for me the body the person's body who i'm with is not important um yes it features but it's not the it's not it's the, not the, the, the main thing or, yeah. right? and so when we started to have these conversations it was like so my partner identifies as a gay man mm-hmm. um I don't identify as a man or gay, so that's the first kind of awkward little moment.
0: You see, you you help me segue so nicely into things. But you continue, yeah.
1: <laughs> so like, I don't identify as a man or gay, and now I'm in a partnership with a gay man whose sexuality is built around that identity, mm. and I'm not uncomfortable with that. But I also it gives me, it gives me the room to engage that conversation from a space of saying, hey, I'm really attracted to this person who perhaps doesn't have a penis or is not the body type that is usually packaged in the way that you, you know, Mm -hmm. look at people. Um, But how do I begin to navigate that? And for the first time now in reimagining things, I'm navigating that from a space of appreciating, and I think this is really sped on by Corona,
0: (laughs) appreciating
1: the conversation that comes ahead of it mm. because i am sapiosexual and 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 engaging someone you know intellectually is so stimulating for me and what i've realized is that my partner is very open to that type of engagement as long as it doesn't infringe on our relationship space. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important. It's So when we're having dinner, I'm not sitting on my phone chatting to someone else. Yeah, when being like, like, oh, no, one together, second. Yeah, you know? So it's, it's in those off moments. And for me, the, the kind of primary rule is play open cards, fam why are you lying about what you're doing if it's part of who you are and what it is that you seek to have in your relationship? So you just
0: all the cards on the table? All the time. So that actually makes me segue nicely into, like, what I also I wanted to ask you as part of this was, because, you know, with the whole, like, you know, not identifying, you know, with the gender and, like, even technically with the sexuality and stuff, how has that affected, like, your dating life? Because the queer community is so... For people who are like, you know, on the fringes, we're here being like, you know, studs with studs, tops and bottoms match, you know, you can't wear two tops, you know? Uh, so you can't have two bottoms. Like, how have you navigated that? So, I mean, being a,
1: a, a gender queer person, I mean, I, I identify as genderqueer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I... I have a level of privilege which I acknowledge, which is that I'm very comfortable um, presenting as masculine. Mm-hmm. It's not my everyday, um, but because you have rocked some
0: very gorgeous heels. And some panels. dresses
1: and skirts. How, how come and
0: I've never seen you in dresses? I've, I feel like I'm so not open.
1: I've, I've, I'm now increasingly, especially during quarantine, kind of expanding my wardrobe. I think that you don't see them because they're so few, um, because I'm really picky about my fashion, mm.
0: and so I'm oh, yeah, trying no, no, to navigate
1: are. that space of being gender queer and wearing things that I feel are appropriate to my gender expression.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I've. Something that I've never done before, that I've started to do now in quarantine, is kind of I'm playing around with makeup. <gasps> I find makeup exhausting because I've got to clean my face and my nails and things, and I'm just like also just putting just it on
0: takes asleep? hours.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Chance. So there's that, and there's and so when I've when I've been engaging with people, what I do is that I often. If I'm in the space of a a club Which we now don't have (laughs) I'm generally kind of the most um, Candid representation of a genderqueer person Mm -hmm. Um, What I find increasingly in my relationship at present Is that because I am um, in a relationship With someone who identifies as a gay man That I increasingly present as a gay man Mm -hmm. Although what I find really beautiful Is that we're on this journey of gender expression together So... While I'm with a gay man who identifies as such, we've got no qualms walking around the house in heels, like putting on a skirt or a dress and some makeup and like figuring out our hair together and so on. And I that's hope been people really people are going to make that TikTok.
0: Have you seen that TikTok where people stumble about and then they start strutting in the heels? Oh, I've seen that! You must do that TikTok. I want that oh, TikTok, okay, please. Okay, fine, fine. I want fine. it.
1: Challenge accepted. <laughs> so now you're navigating the space where you've mm-hmm. got this person who is... Very much set in their identity and their sexuality, but I think because our connection. I really, I believe, I mean I could be wrong I don't think so But I believe that our connection is so strong That we're able to traverse that space together mm. We're able to negotiate that space together And because I don't have a, a partner Who's about, you know Oh, mask for mask You know, bottom for bottom, bottom It's like, it's
0: like no, 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 I'm a top I'm exactly. a top And then you have to sit there and be like But I'm a switch And then they're like, no, that doesn't exist Because I've seen yeah. those conversations online I'm like but I, I, oh, okay, that's fine. Because I think the more, I think it was either with you or someone else where I first had, no, it was Mars who I first had the proper, proper conversation about, like, the ideas of tops and bottoms within... Um, You know like gay male Spaces right Uh and it was how um, You know even who's deserving of Pleasure who's deserving of um, You know running the sex Who should like receive And who should like and I was just like wow I thought that was just a I thought that was just a queer woman thing No it definitely isn't and I think that
1: You know in the in Even in coming to to chat with you today You know we've been trying to negotiate Some questions in the background Mm. and so on And one of the things that my partner said to me the other day is, you talk so freely about your sexuality and your sexual experiences to other people. And I don't feel like we're having the same conversation. So that's our next conversation. It's like, how are we how are we negotiating this so that we're both in the know of what each other are experiencing, right?
0: Oh. Because
1: our sexuality is not one thing, it's not stagnant, it's not and and so, for me, that enjoys various kinds of sex, mm-hmm. because I mean, T B H, there are so many things out there so in the many ether things. that you can be doing sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get to the point of doing those things, there needs to be a high level of comfort. Mm. And I think that we've got a very young relationship, but it's one where we're very open about the things that we want to do and the things that would bring us pleasure. But before we go out there and open the Pandora's box, we are still at the point of drawing those parameters and okay. figuring out how do we do things? What do, Like, are there safe words that you can say when you're feeling a bit threatened about a different kind of encounter? Mm-hmm. Are there things that you can say when you feel like maybe this isn't the right time? Are there things that you can say around consent that is not Sexual consent, right? Because there's like, also like parameters relationship of consent, consent in yeah. relationships. And I think that many people don't think about that. Mm. It's like, no, because my partner agreed to the first thing that we do, everything from there is fine. No.
0: Like, everything is fair game. And, so, yeah. and we're so bogged down in talking about consent within, like, sexual spaces. And we're like, because we also don't talk about consent nicely within the relationships. Mm-hmm. Even sexual consent within relationships. Yeah. And it's like, no, but we spent the first year of our lives, you know, having anal, doing the anal thing, and now people don't want anal and I don't understand what's going on. So, like, it's just this idea that within relationships, we like to talk about consent in, like, a what's it, macro? Or is it meta? I don't know that in one. In a meta kind of way. Yeah, a yeah, meta kind of way. But, like, now when it's in our own spaces, like, we don't think about these ways. And so, like, y'all, y'all navigate. Y'all doing, like, the work, hey.
1: But also, like, I mean, what happens in case where... I'm someone who has toys
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I love my toys They've got
0: names They've got names They've got names Two names
1: No (laughs) Okay So so my first dildo is called Lucifer Lucy 2 Lucy 2 because I call my, my bits uh, Lucifer. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. And so that's Lucy too.
0: <laughs> my, mother, my mother is somewhere being like, what's my daughter doing? What is my daughter doing?
1: <laughs> and, then, and then I've got Bunny, uh, which is a vibrating cock rig, which is, is quite fun. Um, and I don't think it was designed with queers in mind. <laughs> um, but it's doing the things.: It's doing Rana, the things it's doing the things. You've,
0: you've, made, you've made even the cockchrane.: And then I've got, queer.
1: I've got a, a, a what do you call them this like an egg?: Not an egg. It's not in the shape of an egg, it's like a bullet.
0: Almost. Oh the bullet. Yeah, yeah. So, so
1: I mean there are things, but now I've also got to consider what message that sends across to my partner mm-hmm. in terms of my sexual kind of health and well-being. at what points is it okay for me to masturbate.? Mm. At what points is it okay for me to self-pleasure? At what points is it okay for my partner to be like, no, I'm tapping out, I've had a long week, I'm not doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I say there's a reimagination of my sexuality, it's reimagining my sexuality in relation to someone else, but in relation to someone else who I am interested in having a very long-term sexual, romantic, intellectual, physical, spiritual relationship with.
0: Your fiancé.
1: My fiancé. <laughs> uh, and and building, you know, towards this goal that is us... Being together in such a way that it's not Excluding other people mm-hmm. But that we are each other's priority oh. You know And so when I prioritize my partner Over everybody else I know that my partner may not be comfortable With all of my sexual kind of desires And so on But that we've built a safe enough space to negotiate that
0: Ah, oh, you see And you see this is the beautiful thing about interviewing people the shit wraps itself up <laughs> <laughs> This shit just ra- and And that is that That is it! Yes!
1: (laughs) Wow. That's all you wanted to know.
0: Communication, communication, communication. Folks, that is exactly what it is all about. So no matter whether you are with one person or with a gazillion people, Anzio has brought up the whole polyam revive, and has, it all comes down to communication. And folks get twisted about this a lot. People think that you can just go find one person, find another person, do the things. No, it's all about communication. Also, being poly is not about cheating. It really isn't, it really, really isn't. People need to stop thinking that polyamory is just a way to like cheat with everybody involved, but it's not. So to up your poly game, there are some things you need to know about. There are some phrases, there are some ideas, there are some notions, there are all the things. And I am going to give them to you. So here you go for the world of multiplayer loving. The first one. Ethical non-monogamy. So this is the practice of engaging in multiple sexual and or romantic relationships simultaneously with the consent and knowledge of all parties. You are not in an ethical non-monogamous situation if somebody does not know even one person you can be with 15 people even one person does not know it is now unethical non-monogamy aka cheating so this is an umbrella term that includes polyamory open relationships swinging solo poly relationship anarchy and poly relationships all of these you must go and google it's for the best so the next one Polyamory. This is the practice of engaging in multiple romantic relationships simultaneously with the consent and knowledge of all parties. Poly means many and amory means love. So this type of ethical non-monogamy usually focuses on having multiple loving relationships which may or may not include sexual activity. So this is not not please my people not to be confused with polygamy like on big love which is the practice of having multiple spouses and tends to be very heteronormative slash gender normative and closely tied to religion so that is when a man has many wives this is not what polyamory is polygamy that's what polygamy is it's not polyamory the next one is one that i personally struggle with a lot hey a lot Compersion. Woo, child. Now, compersion is considered the opposite of jealousy, which is something Tiffy knows very little about, and is the feeling of experiencing joy because another is experiencing joy. While we usually use it in reference to feeling joy when a partner is happy about a metamorph, aka a partner's partner, compersion is really the an- the antonym for jealousy in any context. That feeling of joy you get when you see a toddler getting really excited and joyful. Compersion. So it's not just about being cool with your, not even being cool, being happy that your partner has found somebody. It's about everything. Every time like you see your friend being happy, they got that job. Compersion. So Tiff does know a little bit about compersion. The next one. Triad and a quad. A triad is a polyamorous relationship between three people. Usually, this refers to a relationship where all three people are actively involved with each other, hey? So there's not just one person in the middle, like, you know, maneuvering around between two people. Like, everyone is dating everyone else. So A is dating B, B is dating C, and A is also dating C. So also known as a delta or a triangle, triad or the more recent, throuple, I really, really love, is when everyone is dating everyone. But there's three of you i love the idea of a throuple, three couple or th- yeah you know you break it down however the term can also refer to v relationships where two people are both dating one person the hinge but not each other these relationships can be either be open closed or polyfied so now that you know some info about how to do multiplayer loving go and do it properly right make sure that you like talk to everyone make sure that everyone is on board and the other thing you need to make sure you do is check out all of the instagram things that basically life has with basically life under pod for more fun stuff this is basically life and i am your host tiff mugo telling you to come your tits. Life is not always that complicated. This podcast was created by Hola Africa Productions and sound engineered by Leon Erasmus of Digital Fanatic Studio. Music compiled by Bali of Chosen Flower Collections.